Does your period have short cycles? Does your PMS or your period time take you out every month? Do you dread the oncoming of your menstrual cycle or do you not get a period at all? Sophie Shepard is our guest today, and she is going to help us unravel the mysteries of our hormones. She is an FDN or a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, just like myself. And she is the creator of She Talks Health podcast, and she is an expert on hormone health. After going through Hashimoto's thyroiditis, leaky gut, SIBO, yeast overgrowth, and hormonal imbalances, she has learned how to help her body heal from the inside out, and she has gotten control of both her gut and her hormones. On top of that, she's helped other women do the same as well. Sophie has amazing energy, and she adds some amazing information today to our podcast on top of the many things that we've been talking about, the gut and hormones lately. I am so excited for you to meet Sophie. Are you guys ready? Let's jump in. Welcome to the Better Belly Podcast, where we find freedom from food restrictions, we increase energy in our lives, and we begin to feel healthy and vibrant again by finding the root cause of our gut health problems. My name is Allison Jordan, marathon runner, functional medicine practitioner, certified craniosacral therapist, gut health nerd, lover of Jesus, and owner of the Better Belly Therapies, a clinic based in Ann Arbor, Michigan that works with both virtual and local clients to help them achieve the best health of their life. I am here to walk with you on your journey to a better belly and a better life. We're going to go beyond popping a probiotic and checking out our poop. In this show, we are going to go deep into gut transformation strategies that last for life. If you're ready to feel your best, get ready to roll. You are in the right place. Thank you for listening to the Better Belly Podcast. Just a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make changes. Awesome, guys. I am so excited for today's episode on the Better Billy podcast. Today, I'm having Sophie Shepard onto the podcast. Sophie is a hormone expert, and she is a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, just like myself. We speak a very similar language, and she is just a wealth of knowledge. But one of the reasons I really wanted to have Sophie on the podcast today is that she talks about hormones. Like You've heard me talk a lot about the gut, but the gut is very, very strongly connected with hormones. And as much as I love hormones, I really wanted somebody else to come onto the podcast who could really help us weave together the connection of the gut and our hormones. So Sophie, welcome to the Better Belly Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I love your work and it's been awesome to get to know you doing these different podcasts. I'm I'm super happy to be here. Yes. Fun fact, listeners, if you don't already listen to Sophie, I was also on her podcast. And by the time this airs, it should be out. So if you check out the She Talks Health podcast, because Sophie's also a podcaster, you can check out our conversation there on, we actually talked a lot about craniosacral therapy and visceral manipulation and like physical trauma and how it affects the gut. So but that is for on her podcast. You will have to check it out. So Sophie, to start off, I just wanted in your own words, how would you describe what do you do and who do you do it for? 
What I do is educate and empower women on the superpower that is their menstrual cycle. I believe that we have been fed a lie that our menstrual cycle has to be a curse and that our hormones are out to get us. And I like to transform that opinion or belief system in women and give them the tools that they need to change their lifestyle and diet and all the things we do as FDNs so that they can live an abundant and life that's full of vitality. And I usually work with women who are in their 30s, sometimes in their you know mid to late 20s, and sometimes in early 40s who are really going through what I call hormonal chaos. So this usually looks like irregular, missing, painful, or heavy periods. Maybe there's a diagnosis of you know, endometriosis or PCOS, polycystic ovary syndrome, or maybe there's a, you know, uh, cysts or fibroids present that are causing period-related issues. And then there's usually almost always, and this is what I love, we're going to geek out about this, there's always gut health issues. So whether it be acid reflux, bloating, gas, constipation, or diarrhea. And then most notably, I think the things that holds the women I work with back the most is like how they show up in the world. So their brain fog and fatigue and weight gain and anxiety are the things that are really controlling their lives. And then when they do get their periods, it's like they're down for the count. And so I work with women to not only get their confidence back, but to heal these really deep-rooted issues um, and upstream problems that are causing the symptoms of menstrual cycle and hormonal imbalances. That was juicy. I loved even hearing that. I feel like my ears are tingling, like all these hot topic words. So good. Um, and before we we jump into like how you do that or or what's going on with our hormones and why is the hormone connected to our gut, I wanted to also know what led you to your work. I know before our calls, you actually mentioned that you have a background in musical theater production on Broadway, which is awesome. But you now, you know, work with health and you're now an FDN practitioner. So tell us what led you to your work. I love that question. And yes, I am a um, musical theater stage manager turned event corporate event planner turned functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and menstrual health educator. So it's been quite the journey. I the short story, I mean, you guys can go onto my podcast and listen to the long version um, or check out the um, Thrive Global article where I talked about this. But essentially, I also started with GI issues. I'd had gut health issues all through high school, all through college. So like, I mean, I was in musical theater school um, for stage management in Point Park University in Pittsburgh. So shout out to any Steeler fans. Um, and I was, you know, there I was like trying to learn how to be a stage manager so that I could work on Broadway. That was my goal. And I was stage managing. I'll never forget. I was stage managing a production of a chorus line and I was like running off to the bathroom and I had to stall the start of the show because I had explosive diarrhea from, you know, what the doctors called IBS, um, which I always were just remove the I and then you have BS. And that's basically what I feel like, <laughs> you know, that diagnosis, if you can even call it is. And I'd had it for like seven to eight years. And then I, so I was, I had graduated college. I was working on Broadway 
as a production assistant and assistant stage manager on all these amazing projects and off Broadway and touring, um, which is really hard in the body. You're, you're working really late hours. You're highly stressed because everything's live. So you can't screw up and, um, you know, you don't have a lot of money. So you're, you're definitely not eating necessarily well, or maybe never even learned how to eat well. And I got myself into a situation where I had all those stressors. And then I, I was dating somebody who was very verbally abusive um, on a daily basis. And so now I have a mental emotional stressor on top of all of this and I, everything collapsed and I developed Hashimoto's, although I didn't know it at the time. Um, My hair started to fall out similar to you. I had gained a bunch of weight. I was fatigued all the time. Like, you know, you had said on my podcast, how you weren't sleeping. I was sleeping. I was sleeping like 12 (laughs) hours, but I just didn't feel refreshed. You know, it didn't matter how much sleep I got. Very typical Hashi's symptoms, very depressed, very anxious. And I had gone to the, my primary care physician and I explained, you know, my hair's falling out and I feel this way and my gut's still a disaster. And, you know, my nails are breaking and I'm always cold. And even in the summer. And she said, well, you know, Sophie, I, I just think you're just depressed, which like, if you know me, made my head explode. And I feel like I was, you know, like a like a cartoon character with like fire coming out of my ears and off the top of my head. And I, I basically was like, please run the blood work. And she right. did. And she, she found hypothyroidism, um, which is like a whole other episode about why you have to run a full thyroid panel, not just TSH. But luckily for me in this medical paradigm, my TSH, my thyroid stimulating hormone was high. And so she did diagnose me with hypothyroidism and she did give me um, a level thyroxine to you know, quote, regulate or improve my thyroid health. The only problem with that is the last time I checked, my thyroid wasn't failing because of a lack of medication. (laughs) So, so six months later, I was back in her office and she ran the TSH again. And she said, well, I don't know what to tell you. Your thyroid's normal. There is nothing else I can do for you. You're making this too complicated, asking for more thyroid panels. I think you should go see a psychiatrist and get on anti-anxiety medication. So total medical gaslighting, right? Like, to- like, and that's where I just like hit yes. the breaking point. Like basically you're fired. Actually, I don't even think I fired her because I was just so stunned. I just like walked out of her office. Like, how can you be a doctor and telling me that there's nothing you can do for me? And that basically this is all in my head. And I found functional medicine and that's when everything started. And again, I was 22. I was working on Broadway as a PA. I, I mean, I literally was making like a subway card and a lunch for that's how much quote money I was making. And I walked into a functional medicine office. He sat down and listened to me. He explained that my gut health was at the root of all my hormonal imbalances. And that if I wanted to address my Hashimoto's, which he, he diagnosed me with Hashimoto's, um, that I had to deal with my gut and I had to deal with all the mental, emotional stressors. And I had to go on this like anti-inflammatory lifestyle basically and uproot everything. And that it was going to cost me $3,000. And I mean, I was scared, but you know what? He was the first person to listen and come up with an actual plan that made sense to me. And so I pulled out a credit card. I signed up to work with him. And two weeks later, it felt like my entire life had turned around and that I was finally back to who I was supposed to be. And it changed my life. And so that basically led me to this. And then several things other happened. And I basically was like, I have to pay it forward. And I have to help other women who feel stuck in this and they can't get out of feeling this awful. That's incredible. I like, and there's a couple things that went on there in your story that I would like to dig into. First off, I'm actually curious, how did you find, notice search functional medicine or yeah, how did that connection happen? 
Well, you know, what's funny. I actually, as I'm saying this now, it was almost 10 years ago. It was nine years ago. So if memory serves, what happened was I was working on a show called Sunset Baby at the Labyrinth Theater Company. And my my boss, my stage manager, Stacy, she listened to what was going on with me. And she said, I think you need to see this doctor. And now I think previously to that, I had had another stage manager. I, I just got gifted with these amazing bosses who were like uh-huh. also having all these health issues. And I, I had met this woman, Claudia, on the show that I actually met my boyfriend on, <laughs> funny enough, um, Passion. And um, she had suggested, you know, you should try going gluten-free and see if it makes a difference. So I did. I tried it for a week. And then I remember I ate gluten before the show. I fell asleep backstage. <laughs> Wow. Because gluten made me narcoleptic, narcoleptic or whatever you want to label it. Yeah. Really fatigued. And um, I was like, holy moly, like how could a, how could a food uh, do this? And yes. so when my other stage manager, when Stacy was like, you know, check out functional medicine, it looks to the root causes and it looks at lifestyle and, and food as medicine. I thought, well, you know, I already have this proof point that it kind of does work. So, and I just, I had just kept searching. I mean, I did a lot of Google searching a lot and that of course can lead to a lot of fear, but then I just had this recommendation and I got lucky. You know, I really, I, I, I found my practitioner very quickly once I had a hormonal imbalance, I had dealt with my IBS issues for eight years, unfortunately, but yeah, it was just uh, luck of the, I don't know, not luck. It's, I think the universe interferes in ways that we don't even comprehend. Yes. Awesome. I love that. And it's so interesting that you'd had, you know, got health problems for so many years and then you, you had this hormonal thing and that's how you got connected with your practitioner. And I'm so interested. You said two weeks later, you felt better. Do you remember what you shifted? I'm just generally curious because uh, for listeners like this, this might not be the one thing or 10 things, whatever she says that you needed shift, but it's so quick and, and it's maybe not always quick for everyone, but two weeks. I mean, I'm so curious what, what happened. Yeah, I, I do remember. I, for me, it was a very specific, but it was a set of things. So I always say it was an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. So I actually, because I did have Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disease, I did go fully into autoimmune protocol, AIP. And so what that means is that I removed all known food triggers and Allison and I just talked about food sensitivities. So I was at the place where everything was bothering me. And when you're at the place where everything is bothering you, that means that your immune system is hyperactive and your immune system is held in your gut, which I'm sure you know, because Allison's amazing and she talks about gut health all the time. And so what was happening was my immune system was getting triggered every single time I put something in my mouth. And what AIP teaches is that there are, there's kind of a list of most common triggers, things that we just know bother a lot of people. And so what my practitioner decided was instead of you spending, you know, two to $400 on a food sensitivity test to then like avoid these random foods, let's take out the ones that we know bother most people and then see, and then intervene with, um, stress relief support supplementation to heal and seal the gut, to eliminate any pathogens, um, and, and basically go from there. And so it was basically determined that I probably had leaky gut and I probably had pathogens. I don't think that we ran any GI maps or like stool assays or anything like that, because honestly, at the time, this is almost 10 years ago, I don't even know what was available to run. 
Um, right. But my practitioner kind of thought, you know, these herbs and things aren't necessarily going to hurt your gut. They're only going to support it. So I actually don't know if I had like a parasite. I think I did because uh, I had gotten um, sick in, in Mexico many, many years prior when all my gut health stuff started. So basically what we did was a very customized supplement protocol that was anti-inflammatory, like omega-3s, vitamin D. I think we did vitamin A. We we did... Um, glutamine, like gut repair. Um, we used a lot of the apex energetic supplements I remember, and I removed all my triggers. So I always like to think of this as like, if you think of the gut lining as, as a wall, like a fortress, all these things had come in and like cannonballed my fortress. And we had to like, and then allowed invaders to get in. So we needed to get all the invaders out. And then we needed to patch up all of the cannonballs in the hole in the wall. So that's kind of what we did. And along the way, once I got my stomach back, and I'm sure you've talked about this a lot, my brain inflammation, because I'm sure I had massive amounts of neuroinflammation subsided, my brain fog subsided. And that allowed me to really action some of those other steps like meditation and, you know, lifestyle things that are harder to, to do. Okay. Oh, I love that. Yes. So, and I love how you described the AIP diet. I haven't, or the AIP protocol specifically, there is a specific diet to it, but there's a protocol how you described it because I've come across AIP and a lot of my clients, um, people that I work with and people hear their stories, they have already tried gluten-free and dairy-free and maybe AIP or they're off of, um, nightshades. They're off of all these different triggers, maybe diet wise or lifestyle wise, and they're still having problems. Um, and so, but I didn't know that the AIP protocol, I love that way. If you haven't tried it, it's a great place to start. And we, you can find lots of articles online that can guide you in it. Um, I think it's also a mental commitment to do something like AIP and it's like a short healing therapeutic tool. It's not something I would recommend people staying on. Right. So I did it for three months with the supportive practitioner and doing the supplements that, you know, healed and sealed the gut. So I think it is, it's a part of it, right? The diet's always like a, it's a fundamental pillar. It's not, but it's not the end all be all. I think there's so many other things that we can be doing. And I, luckily for me, it was such an important thing because I was basically on a standard American diet. And so, um, yeah, so I think it, it's just a helpful thing. You, you're right to try if you haven't tried it yet. Awesome. Okay. Well, the next question, I want to move on to our next question because this is, I'm so excited to hear what you're going to say with this. Before I started helping my gut um, and gut was like the main thing I was really focused on in my journey. I was never thinking about my hormones or hormone health. For anybody who's listened to this podcast for a while, you might already know that I had no period for two years. I'd gotten all this blood work done and my gynecologist was like, ah, you look kind of normal. Except for the fact that she gave me this one medication. I remember she said, okay, you're going to take this and it's going to force you to have a period. I'm like, okay. She's like, get ready, you know, to have a period. Okay. Um, and I took it two at two different months and neither time it worked. And she goes, so I don't know what's wrong with you. Stop being less stressed, go quit your job. And that was my, that was my, all I knew about my hormones is I was like, okay, I don't have a period, but I'm not trying to get pregnant and my stomach hurts way more. So I'm just not going to focus on this. I want to know if someone 
might be thinking that they might have hormone imbalance, what are some of the mild, moderate, or severe symptoms they could look for? Because again, I think unless you have maybe Hashimoto's or somehow get hormone diagnosis, it flies under the radar. You know, you're more focused on, oh, what am I eating? Or I feel tired all the time. I just need to take more caffeine or whatever. What are some of those symptoms that people can think about? Mm, Such a great question. It depends on the person or how it manifests, but I would say the one that I see the most often is fatigue. I think we underestimate how exhausted we are. And I think the reason fatigue comes up first is because we're chronically stressed. And I think we need to talk about that a lot on this episode as to why that, how that impacts digestion and then hormones and (laughs) circles back. But I think fatigue is probably mild. Like it starts small, right? It's like, oh, I just need an extra cup of coffee. And then all of a sudden you're having 14 cups of coffee (laughs) and you're, you know, drinking wine to calm down and you're on the coffee wine cycle. I think the second one that I see is neurological neurotransmitter type things. So a lot of anxiety and depression or sadness. I find that because there's a lot of anxiety, like almost every client that I have, every female client I have is dealing with a lot of anxiety. Um, And then I would say maybe the next one and kind of connected in this is brain fog, like just not being able to really call things you know, like, where did I put my keys? What's the name of my, you know, pet? Like, I don't know, things that <laughs> things that you should be able to recall that you can't recall. Those are like the three that I think people don't associate with hormonal imbalances that are really, really prevalent. And they're also the ones that we get used to. Then I would say from there, it can spiral. So whether it be like in your case, a very extreme case of amenorrhea or a missing period, or maybe your period comes very irregularly, or maybe you're even, and so like there's these period related symptoms. I always say that, you know, the period is the vital, the vital signs, like a report card. So if it's not coming regularly, you're not having a good menstrual flow. You're, you're having a lot of pain. You're having a lot of PMS. Those are all signs that there is something upstream causing a hormonal imbalance, but hormones don't work in a vacuum. They're impacted by other things. So typically I feel like people, they start with these other symptoms and then something happens with their menstrual cycle. Um, and that's like, Oh gosh, like, gosh, what's going on? And maybe I want to get pregnant or something. And well, what if I can't, cause I'm, where's my period or, you know, these, or they just, a lot of women these days are really edu- well educated, which is great that, you know, period is a, like I said, a vital sign that they should have every month. Um, and then I think from there, it just goes into full blown, um, you know, pathology of endometriosis and PCOS and fibroids and cysts and, you know, like all these things that are diagnosable, right? But before we get to a diagnosis, there is dis-ease in the body and dis-ease shows up as symptoms and they're all correlated and related back. It's just that sometimes we let them go run amok like I did for, you know, eight years before we have a symptom that debilities is enough that we're willing to do something about it. Mm. So yeah. And Hashimoto's, I would also put on the top of that bigger list of like diagnoses and path, you know, pathology. Yes. And it, and then the diagnosis is so interesting because a lot of times I think when people are given diagnoses, we're also told like, oh, you just must be susceptible to it. We don't know why you have it. It was in your DNA it's predetermined, no luck, but that is not true. We might be, oh, what's, I'm trying to think of the word. Predisposed. So we our, might, our, yeah. 
We well exactly like we know for in the case of autoimmunity, right? So in the case of my Hashimoto's, genetically, do I have some Hashimoto's? Yeah, I do a little bit. Okay, but that's not what made my. I wasn't predetermined to have Hashimoto's. I didn't control my environment. I didn't control what I was putting in my body or what was my environmental triggers and my my perceived stresses and all these things, right? Physical stressors, like we talked about a lot on your episode. Um, Look, epigenetics shows us that ninety percent of the time we have control about the outcome of our genetics and how they express themselves. So that is what we are doing as FDN is, is supporting people so that they don't get to that place. Or if it is fully expressed, get back and check. I mean, my, my Hashimoto's is in remission. I don't have antibodies to my thyroid. My thyroid stopped being attacked by my own body, you know? So any, I think a lot of things are possible and we have a choice whether or not we want to sit there and be like, oh, my genetics are going to make this happen and I give Mm -hmm. up versus there's all these other things I can do to intervene. Right, right. Awesome. So we have this list of symptoms. I love how you started with these more mild kind of um, self-medication things we get used to, the fatigue, anxiety, brain fog, and then there's our diagnoses, period problems, endometriosis, PCOS, Hashimoto's. But what is the connection? Sophie, can you, I mean, there's actually a lot of connections, guys. So I'm asking her a hard question. I'm being mean right now. (laughs) So mean on my favorite question of all time. Oh, great. A few of the connections between the gut and the hormones, like how is this actually connected when so many times, like if you go and see, you know, a gynecologist, they're not going to talk with you about your gut. Why are these two connected? Okay. Let's see. How can I streamline this? All right. So the first thing I want to say is that everything in your body is connected. So bear with me as I go through these different pathways and we can stop and talk about each one. So one Okay. So you guys have probably heard a lot about leaky gut, right? And a lot about um, how the gut works. So one of the things that, you know, the small intestine is used for is our nutrient absorption. And you know, from Allison's story that she was not getting a lot of nutrient absorption, right? She's losing her hair, all these things. Well, guess what needs nutrients to work? Hormones, right? specifically in our gut, we produce certain hormones, neurotransmitters are created in the gut. Our immune system is held in the gut and all of these things dictate how our hormones work. So our, and let me give you an example of inflammation. So if we have leaky gut and we experience an immune trigger that's causes massive inflammation, this inflammation we know goes into the bloodstream and can go anywhere. So let's talk about the brain. So maybe it travels up the vagus nerve and now we have neuroinflammation. So maybe you're feeling anxious or maybe you're feeling depressed or maybe you it's traveling to your ovaries and now you have inflammation in the ovaries and we can't have ovulation and therefore we're going to have period issues. So one of the, the ones that I see the most is that one. So I see that there's, there's inflammation in the gut um, that's causing going through the, the bloodstream and causing localized inflammation in the ovary. And now how this expresses itself can be a couple of different ways. But if you think about kind of this inflammatory pathway, when we ovulate, that determines, you know, that we're going to get our period or we're going to get pregnant. And so ovulation is actually is an inflammatory process, but we don't want it to be too inflammatory. So if we're completely inflamed, our prostaglandins can go crazy. We might not ovulate at all. This can be a problem. We can also have an issue where perhaps, you know, we're having this 
lipos have you guys talked about lps i don't know <laughs> lipos oh no, no no jump into that okay so lps or lipopolysaccharides are released from gram negative bacteria in the gut and that can is basically from dysbiosis and from gut bacteria that we don't want so gram negative bacteria and the gram negative bacteria or the lps it's released when when the gram negative bacteria is dying so the bacteria create endotoxins when they die and that can cause inflammation and then with leaky gut this can go you know for example to the ovaries and cause an inflammatory response there it could impact potentially the corpus luteum which is created after you ovulate and that's that temporary endocrine gland the corpus luteum is what creates our progesterone in the second half of our our menstrual cycle now if progesterone isn't created well um, this can exasperate an imbalance of estrogen and progesterone. It can cause things like luteal phase defect or um, be associated with short cycles or PMS or heavy periods and breast pain. Now, if we took you know, a step back into that LPS and into the kind of dysbiosis or the imbalance of good bacteria to bad bacteria, we see that there is a kind of area. I always think of it as an area. It's probably scientifically not an area, but there's the estrobolome, which is what it helps our estrogen to become regulated. And when this estrobolome is imbalanced or when there's dysbiosis, where we have this a lot of this negative or bad bacteria, our estrobolome can basically dump estrogen back into circulation. So it works like this. We utilize our hormones. They go through our liver and they go through phase one and phase two uh, liver detoxification. And hopefully your liver is working great and your estrogen and other toxins are then packaged. I always think of this as like an Amazon delivery service. <laughs> so you <Yes>. have... <laughs> I describe it it as like Christmas almost, but I'm curious what you're going to say with the packages. Yeah. So I always think, okay, so Amazon. So, all right. So, you know, they're always working. They're always busy. You've got the people that are working on the assembly line or whatever. They're packaging up your order. And that's the same thing as estrogen in the liver. And so it's packaged up and it's sent out, you know, through the um, enterohepatic system, through our body. And we are then supposed to excrete it through our feces. But I always think of it as this funny thing where like the Amazon delivery guy is out for delivery. And instead of like putting it nicely at your door, he chucks it at your door and the package like (laughs) opens and all the estrogen goes out and all the toxins go out. Oh, that's so funny. I've never, I've never, I do describe the liver as a packaging system um, and like opening up packages and then repackaging and then maybe not repackaging. And then it's just everywhere. And you, you have too much excess because you only do one phase, but this is funny. The chucking is much more amusing. (laughs) Yeah. And I think I've seen many times and I'm sure you have as well, depending on, I'm not sure what labs you run in things, but you know, I've seen completely normal balanced hormones on a Dutch test in phase one and phase two liver detox. And then really high um, estrogen dominance from a gut test. And we run that by seeing it's called an enzyme called beta glucuronidase. And, and when that's high, we see that toxins and estrogen and hormones can get recirculated. So again, it's your liver could be potentially uh, working really well, but then when it gets to your gut, this strobilome and specifically this beta glucuronidase unpackages what your liver did. Yes. And what this means is that you can end up in the second half of your cycle, for example, with too much estrogen in relationship to progesterone. And this is associated with a lot of those PMS symptoms, heavy and painful periods, breast tenderness, 
you know, those are the things that a lot of women are coming to me for. And they're like, well, why is this happening? And we look at their gut. They don't even have gut pain. They just have hormone pain. But when we look at their gut, they're, you know, infected with parasites and they've got, you know, high beta glucuronidase and all of that is causing this recirculation of estrogen and or inflammatory processes in that pelvic region. So those are just let some me, of the ways there's, yes. there's a lot of other ways, but those let, are good ones. Let me re-say some of what you just said. So listeners can maybe reflect, absorb what you said. So you started with nutrient absorption. And if you're not breaking down the nutrients in your gut, then you're not getting the basic building blocks that you need to create hormones, to create neurotransmitters. And that lack of nutrient absorption can be an acid, low acid problem in the stomach. It can be a bile problem from the liver or the gallbladder. It can be a leaky gut problem where you're absorbing things incorrectly. Um, you can have inflammation, just any cause of inflammation that can be infection, pathogen, food sensitivities, um, stress. And then that inflammation impacts the local ovary. And the ovary is like, whoa, whoa things are too inflamed for me. I'm, I'm not going to get more inflamed and actually ovulate. And then when you don't ovulate or if you don't ovulate well or at the right time, all this different stuff, your progesterone then doesn't get high enough and you can become estrogen dominant, have other problems there. Um, and then the other thing is you, you talked about microbiome, how the microbiome impacts our hormones via these, you know, what we think of bad bacteria used all the fancy language, which I love gram negative bacteria that creates the LPS. Um, and that then, you know, creates, it can unpackage estrogen and that, get, that happens in men and women. So, you know, men who are like, why is their estrogen so high? You know, do Absolutely. they have a healthy gut? You know, do they, um, so are they gaining weight? Are they showing estrogen? Are they losing hair? Are they, um, moody, depressed? Like, and then on their lab, are you finding high estrogen? So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love all that. So I, I, that's what I, that's what I heard. Uh, I would say three pathways, even though of course they kind of link, like if your microbiome's out of balance, you probably have inflammation. Also, if your microbiome's out of, out of balance, you can get nutrient absorption problems because your bacteria are eating things too fast or not helping you break down food in the correct level. So they kind of all mix together, but those are some of the pathways of how they link to hormones. Absolutely. So mm -hmm. With that being said then, and I love how like you specialize in hormones, people are really drawn to you when they're like hormones, that's my thing. I specialize in gut, but we kind of talked to the similar language. And I wanted to ask you this question because I wanted to know what your answer would be and how I feel like I know, but I want to hear it. I'm sure our listeners would be interested. Can you heal your hormones without healing your gut? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> no, there's no way because of all the reasons I just said, right? And because your hormones need the nutrients that your gut is going to be absorbing, they need you to not be inflamed. And your hormones are out of whack because of a down, like an upstream issue, right? So what impacts your hormones? Well, gut health is a big one. I mean, heavy metals is another one, stealth infections, like mold, you know, candida overgrowth in the gut. These are all things that impact our, our way that our hormones are manufactured, processed and delivered. And you have to remember too, that all your hormones are connected to your brain. So your brain, your hypothalamus and your pituitary are sending signals to the rest of your body, whether or not it's safe to increase or to slow down certain hormones all throughout the entire month. And if your body doesn't feel like it's safe because there is an internal pathogen in your gut, 
telling it that there is an invader, then it's react to that. And sometimes it doesn't, it's not just one thing, right? By the time we have a parasite, oftentimes there's, there's many other problems like structurally and in the gut, like we talked about a lot in your episode of the She Talks Health podcast. So it ends up being this kind of, we'll link that in our notes too, if you're curious. (laughs) Yeah. And it, it ends up being this complicated web. So no, I really don't think that you can have well-balanced hormones without dealing with the gut, which is why I created Empower Her, which is a 12-week gut hormone program with another FDN, Kylie Turhune, because we have the same exact clients. It's just that whatever their main complaint is, is like either gut health or hormone health, but they're so related. Yes. Yes. Um, tell us about this Empower Her 12-week program. What is... What is that about? Like, yeah, what do people do in this 12-week program? Is it a group program? Who are they working with? Oh, well, thank you for asking. Um, Yeah, so it's 12 weeks. The reason it's 12 weeks is that most of the women coming in are having the symptoms that I mentioned earlier in the show. So they're they're dealing with menstrual cycle issues. They're dealing with PMS. They're dealing with gut health issues. They're also dealing with things like brain fog and fatigue and anxiety. And so what Kylene and I wanted to do was we wanted to put our heads together on how the gut impacts hormones, how hormones impact gut, and give people the fundamentals and the foundation to balancing all of it. So the, there's 12 modules, so one per week with a couple of videos in each and handouts that go through diet and lifestyle. So we talk about um, blood sugar control. We talk about what we should be putting on our fork. We talk about how to manage stress. We're bringing in experts to discuss how trauma affects our gut health and how trauma affects our hormones. We're talking about menstrual cycle 101, right? Because most of us are not given that information in sex ed, like how does our period actually work? And then why? troubleshoot why is mine off? And then how can we sync our menstrual cycle? Something I love talking about, how can we impact our menstrual cycle and work with it depending on how we do our diet and lifestyle? Um, detox, detoxing and all of that. We're, we're covering all of that in educational modules, but we also know from our own health journeys that education is great, but if you don't have support and you don't have personalized data, you can only go so far because honestly, you could Google a lot of the stuff that we're talking about if you knew where to look. So we want to educate, but we also want to empower and encourage. So there's a weekly call um, where you get access to both Kylene and myself. So you get access to an FDN who's a gut health specialist and an FDN who's a hormone health specialist. We answer all your questions. We cover additional topics and we are running the GI maps and the Dutch complete, which is the best tests you can run to see if you do have gut pathogens, if you have high beta glucuronidase, you know, if you, what's going on in your gut, but also how is your estrogen and progesterone and your DHEA and your testosterone, all these fancy words that basically are maybe imbalanced and maybe making you feel like a crazy person. So we (laughs) want to give you all that and we go through your individual tests and give you a very specific and customized approach so that you're not just left Googling, what do I do about my PMS when you have no idea what's actually going on in your body? So that's why we created Empower Her. That's awesome. And is that open enrollment? I don't know. Some of our listeners might not know, but is that that something someone can join anytime or is it like, is there a schedule on that when doors are open? Thank you for asking. So they can join the waitlist anytime so that they're the first ones to know when we do launch it again. It is not open enrollment as we are running um, these tests for everyone. And we can only take about 20 women at a time. We've take this really seriously as an adjunct to both of our businesses. And we want to make sure that we can fully serve all the women in the group. We do cap it at 20 women per open doors and we're running it currently next time 
in January, which I think is when this is going to air. So hopefully it'll align. I can give you the um, wait list link so you can get on the mailing list and find out when we offer it again. We will definitely be giving our wait list uh, women the advantage of discounts and scholarship opportunities and payment plans and all those things so that you can definitely make this work for any budget and get your health handled. Perfect. We will link that in the show notes for sure. Um, Thank you. I, I I didn't know a ton about your program. So I was like, tell me more. I love it because there's different ways you can work with practitioners one to one. There's more of these group programs opening up and they're often a little bit more affordable. There's a support group. And so I just love hearing more about what other people are creating because it's definitely it's not it's not the same as, oh, a doctor appointment. I show up. They talk to me and tell me this one thing to try and I go home and it doesn't work. You know, it's very different. So yeah, yeah. You actually have access to two of us for three whole months. So, you know, we just really encourage women to utilize that. It's amazing how quiet people can be sometimes. I'm like, ladies, you, any question about your health, ask us. We will get you an answer. If we don't know the answer, we'll get you an answer. So thanks for asking. And yeah, I agree. There's, there's a lot of different ways to like to work on your health and, you know, um, we're excited that we were able to offer this to, to groups. That's really exciting. Cause I think women going through the stuff that you and I work with women on, they feel really alone. Right. I mean, I, I remember feeling really alone when I was going through everything and we need a community. We need, we need our tribe. We need our people. Yeah, totally. So I'm going to move on to the next question and This is partly because I wonder if my journey had been different, how and what I, you know, with if I tried to tackle my period first, how my solution might have changed and what I found. And so I'm curious for you. And when you're thinking about this, how would you suggest if someone's like, wow, I feel like I've got problems and I have hormone problems for sure, which might be a lot of people. How do you know which one to start with first? Or is that even how you would suggest someone think about that? Oh, gosh, it's such a great question. Um, so we all always say that all disease begins in the gut, like most functional practitioners say that, but all disease begins with stress. And I don't just mean mental, emotional stress, but I mean, all the stressors that Allison and I spoke about on, on my podcast, you know, the physical stressors, right? You, you get into a car accident or you have a concussion, or maybe there is an internal stressor like mold or candida or parasite, right? Um, or maybe there's heavy metals, or maybe your boss and your husband and your kids are driving you so crazy that you can't even think for five seconds in your day. And you've never been taught or given the opportunity on how to manage your stress, or maybe you've been through a really traumatic event. So when I say stress, I mean the stress bucket. We have to look at the the biochemical, the physical, and the mental emotional stressors and how that impacts our entire system. And if you think about it like this, it all also begins with the brain and how the brain like can signal all these hormones and cascade into the gut. So if you are under, if you, okay, let's think about this. If you had a car accident Or no, let's back it up even before a car accident. If you were cut off in traffic, right, you would probably feel that fight or flight response, right? You'd feel like the adrenaline pumping and you'd be like, oh, how dare that person cut me off, right? But then your body senses, you know what? It's okay. I got to get to work and it's fine. Like, let me just release this. And there's this kind of stress resolution, right? This process had started kicking off, you know, adrenaline, for example, but then it's like, you know what? I'm just going to balance it out. And that's what we're supposed to do. But what's going on now in 2020 is that we are constantly stressed. And when we're chronically and constantly stressed, that stress resolution never comes. And when stress resolution never comes, it kicks off another hormone called cortisol. 
And now cortisol is amazing in some ways. It's like anti-inflammatory, but it also stops our digestion and stops peristalsis, which we talked about a lot on the She Talks Health podcast with Allison. You know, it. Um, we know that stress directly causes in, um, leaky gut. And we know that too much stress, mental, emotional, or otherwise can stop or disrupt your ovulatory process, which will stop or disrupt, disrupt your menstrual cycle. So, and so on and so forth, right? Like this affects every single organ system in the body. And so when we have no stress resolution and when we can't get ourselves to drop back into parasympathetic or rest and digest and have that be our regular place where we're standing and not be in the scared, freaked out, you know, rumination place, our body becomes catabolic and starts breaking down. And when we're in that place and there's no stress resolution, we can't deal with, for example, a heavy metal detox or a gut detox. We have to deal with the stressors first and get more stabilized, I believe, in order for it to be effective. And so it's like the gut impacts hormones, hormones impact gut. But the bigger thing is like, what's in your stress bucket? You know, what what is going on there? And can we manage that and support you there? Because that's really the largest upstream issue, I think. Yeah, I love that. That is it's a very, what you're, the word you're using, it's upstream. So it's further, it's, it's not just the symptom. It's not the bandaid. I just, I just want to not have, you know, my belly hurt when I eat. So I'll just switch foods. It's really looking at before, 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 earlier, 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 up, up, up. What's the stress? How long has it been going on? What damage has there been done? You know, and, and in our episode for people, just encourage y'all to check it out. It's just a great place where um, if you've heard my episode five, I talk about craniosacral therapy and visceral manipulation, which we'll link in the show notes. But we talk about it even more on Sophie's show about how different structures that can be impinged at different places. Concussions can affect your gut health, can affect your vagus nerve. Um, you can have all different sorts of things, uh, appendectomies, gallbladder removals, any type of surgery. Um, and so I love that really looking at stress so you can get your body into a safe place, a healthy enough and a stable enough place to then even do a, a protocol to get out the pathogens, the gut the health problems, the heavy metals, whatever's going on. Yeah, I just find when I do this deep work with people and we we look into the hidden causes of their symptoms, you know, we find a lot and that can be overwhelming if you if you let it, but it's also a health journey, right? So it's like one step at a time. Let's prioritize and organize this in a structure that's going to be supportive for you, that's going to be something you can manage so that you can feel better like across the board because you know, things like PMS, they're a symptom. That's a symptom of a hormonal imbalance, but why are the hormones imbalanced in the first place? So you always got to go up, up, up. Otherwise yeah. you're going to be band-aiding for the rest of your life. Yes. So good. Well, I wanted to end with a question. I love asking people um, for their area of expertise. If there was one thing you could have everyone in the world know about hormones, what would it be? Do you have a pet peeve? What would you want everyone to know? Mm, do I have a pet peeve? Yeah. My pet peeve or what I want people to know, what I want women to know is that you have the power to impact your hormones. You have the ability to feel the way you want to feel and you intuitively know what to do. So pause the episode, get into your heart and ask yourself what you need and you will find it because we all already have exactly what we need. We might need a little bit of guidance, 
but you're in the driver's seat. You're the CEO of your hormones. So good. I love it. And she brought up the CEO. I say it all the time. You're the CEO (laughs) of your life. We don't have to wait to build a business or be millionaires to be a CEO. I love that. Chief Executive Officer. Well, Sophie, thank you so much for being on the Better Belay podcast. For any of our listeners who are like, I love this Sophie chick. I want to check out her program or I want to connect with her. Where can people find you? So everything is She Talks Health. My website and my Instagram and my Facebook are all at She Talks Health or SheTalksHealth.com. You can email me if you want, Sophie at SheTalksHealth.com. DM me. I have an open DM policy, so any question is welcome. And I will definitely send you over. I have a little gift for your listeners. It is a hormone balancing seed cycling guide and something that I used when I was going through a lot of my period issues and a lot of the aches and pains that I expressed to you guys earlier, like the brain fog and everything. And it's a great way to kind of get your feet wet and get started without feeling completely overwhelmed. So I can definitely send you that link as well. Awesome. And we'll have that in the show notes. Well, Sophie, thank you so much for being on our podcast. I'm so excited for our listeners to have gotten so much of your wisdom, your story, and just being able to connect with you more. So thank you so much, Sophie. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. I absolutely love talking about how this is all connected. Guys, did you love that conversation with Sophie or what? I hope that you all learned so much. I know I enjoyed just rehashing some of the stuff I already know. And it was just fun to rehear Sophie say it in her own way. Well, if you love this episode and you loved hearing from Sophie, you can connect with her more using the links following in our show notes. We have links for connecting with Sophie on Instagram, as well as checking out her 12-week program. For our podcast, if you... enjoyed this episode. We have so much that we have coming down the line. And we also have many things in the past. So subscribe so you catch all of our new episodes and take some time to browse through some of our old ones. Also, if you listen to today's podcast and you thought of a friend, I would encourage you and ask you, take a screenshot right now, whatever you're doing, um, just pause unless you're driving, (laughs) take a screenshot of this podcast and share this with a friend. I cannot count how many times when I tell someone I'm a gut health therapist that they say, oh, I know someone who needs you. And I know that I myself, as well as many others have friends and family with gut and hormonal health problems. So send that friend you thought of a love note to their gut and their hormones and do us a favor and pass this podcast along to them. Other ways you can stay in the conversation is by following us on Instagram at Better Belly Therapies. I love connecting with you all. And if you had any questions after this podcast or are looking for ways that you can find support for your health, it would mean so much. And I would love if you drop by, sent us a DM and we do check that little hidden DM box request regularly so that we will find your message to us. And as always, remember our adage that we love to share. Miracles are immediate, but healing takes time.